Hello, it is Thursday, July 23rd, and that manic energy you hear in my voice is just the result of me not having slept for more than two consecutive hours since last Friday night. I have nevertheless been able to relate to Sleeping Beauty. What is beautiful, though, will be the conversation you'll be hearing over the next hour from us. We are, of course, the real Rose of Holly Springs. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will, the Cinderella to my Mulan, and the Disney princess fairy tale that is this podcast experience. Now, let's get down to business to defeat the summer doldrums. Oh, man. I, I, I definitely am more of a Cinderella than Mulan uh, person, so I appreciate you giving me that, um, that name and, and that recognition. But I, I'm so upset for you, man. Like, you can't get more than two hours of sleep consecutively. Like, that is, that is just an upsetting thought. I mean, that, that is just hard for me to, to fathom. Yeah, I've been pretty much waking up constantly uh, all night and all morning uh, for each of the last God knows how many lights. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been a little rough. So we, when you put out that uh, on your personal Twitter account, that joke about the, the nightmares, it, it was that like a, a real thing? Like that's a real tie-in. So what's going on? I've been having a lot of like super weird dreams and just like waking up constantly. Uh, like the weird, weird nightmares. One where I like killed someone, though it's kind of unclear how it happened, if it was like an accident or I know that like that I was told in the dream that I was going to be charged with manslaughter uh, and like I had to go to like jail and there was tons of cockroaches in the jail. And yeah, it's very weird. But like, this is all odd because I was supposed to be moving into my dorm room very soon. And that was going to affect <laughs> me into my dorm room. Um, I don't really know what that was about. But it's, yeah, it's just been a series of very weird dreams interrupted by me waking up constantly. So I wouldn't wish that upon you. No, well, I, I'm very sad to hear about all these weird dreams and the lack of sleep. But hopefully... Um, you know, maybe at the end of this segment or at the end of this podcast, when we do our draft, if you get a draft, when, um, maybe that will, you know, give you some happiness and you'll be able to sleep better tonight. That might. Yeah. Honestly, I think I just need, you know, uh, maybe tomorrow night watching a baseball game. That'll just kind of like get me, get me nice and relaxed and have sleep the night also. So we'll see, but I'm sure we'll talk more about that later on. Again, as a reminder, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at marketing underscore HSHS for all of our great podcast content. You can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter uh, or via email with any ideas or questions you have for us. And we are going to open up the mailbag in a big way later on this episode. Uh, This episode, we're supposed to have a Wake County Elementary School teacher on this morning. Unfortunately, due to scheduling issues, she had to cancel at the last minute, but we're hoping to have her on at some point next week. So today... You are stuck with just Will and I. Will and me. Will I am? I'm not sure. Uh, you are stuck with <laughs> just the two of us uh, for today's episode. Yeah, um, unfortunately, unfortunately for us, uh, we don't have a summer job. And she, uh, she does multiple things to stay busy during the summer. So, you know, I can't give her too much uh, of a hard time because she got called in to, to do some extra work. But, you know, hopefully we'll have her on next week. She's a good dear friend of mine. Uh, and I look forward to having her on the podcast. So we'll see how that goes. But let's get after it, man. Me and you, let's get the enthusiasm going. All right. Well, first, I'm going to dial back the enthusiasm as I mentioned the fact that you won our best abstract, 55 to 45%. Uh, I think it was the mozzarella sticks that did it. I really do. I think that's just people's favorite appetizer. And I think that's what you got. Uh, either that or people were shell-shocked by my inclusion of oysters. It's, it's one of those two. It, 
I think it's a combination of the two. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Uh, at first, when there was like 13 votes, you were in the lead. And I was I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even win this app draft with the most solid pick, which was the mozzarella sticks. So I was very concerned, but I'm glad that people came to their senses, understood sticks are better than oysters any day of the week. Sticks and stones may break my heart, but oysters will always satisfy me. <laughs> very true uh, uh if if you are down if this uh this dream nightmare state keeps working out for you the way that it is i might have to like invite you to an oyster dinner just to like you know make things better for you oh shucks uh <laughs> so we'll start off today with the most important topic in the entire world Uh, Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world right now, so it's important to talk about the important things, that obviously being my new love of Aussie rules football. Uh, Just as a PSA for everyone out there who wants to get into the Dockers, my Fremantle Dockers, we are playing national TV Monday night footy, Monday night in Australia, Monday morning here, tune in at 6.10 a.m. Currently, my TV guide is showing this is on both ESPN2 or FS1. This is a big one for us. Uh, this is we're playing a very good team, uh, and kind of we want a, a chance of kind of breaking back into that top eight. Uh, this this would be a big one for us to get. Uh, so hopefully, you know, some people tune in. Uh, and if you want to chat on Twitter with me, you know, I, I'm more than happy for some early morning Docker stock. Well, I I will say uh, I want to help you build the fandom of. Aussie football uh, across Holly Springs. I don't want you to be the only person at our school, staff, faculty, or student that watches this. So I have gone on my YouTube TV and added it to the library. I went through and added the remaining live games that are going to stream over the next week, week and a half. So I will be there either in spirit or live with you 6:10 a.m. on Monday to watch Aussie football. So I will say, though, if there's one game this weekend you want to watch, obviously I'll be watching my Dockers, but there's one game this weekend you want to watch. Uh, it is the Brisbane Lions. They're playing Sunday morning at 4.10 a.m. on FS2. Uh, and honestly, they're the most exciting team I've seen play so far. They have, like, a really fast-paced style, uh, kind of like the UNC fast break of Aussie rules football. They get a lot of inside 50 touches. Uh, they score. They kind of run up the middle a lot. So – if you really want to just kind of watch one game to get a feel for what like the action looks like, that's maybe a game I'd think about taping. Is that four ten on FS two? That'd be a great introduction to the sport. I think they're a very fun team to watch. You had me at fun until you brought in the UNC part. Like that right there, going back to Jerry Maguire. Like you had me at hello, like super excited, and then you brought in the UNC. You know. No, segue. I, it didn't work for me. I will not be up at four in the morning either. That is not going to happen. Yeah, I'm probably going to pass on waking up at four o'clock this time. Though, who knows? Considering my sleeping patterns now, they'll just be up then anyway. Uh, and, you know, if you start watching a Brisbane Lions game, you're not falling back asleep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's for sure. Well, I, I might need some, some coffee or some, like, awesome food in order to, to wake me up and keep me up that early in the morning. I won't need that in order to watch the other football that is the MLS. The MLS has been back, and we're talking about sports. We're talking about football, um, soccer, as some of you might know it as. Uh, the MLS, MLS has been back, and it's been awful. 
Um, but recently, as in yesterday, Charlotte FC was announced as a expansion team uh, coming to Charlotte in 2022. So real quick, what's your thoughts about like the expansion team coming to Charlotte? It's officially announced. It's really coming 2022. And have you been watching the awful soccer that is MLS? Um, I did watch about three or four minutes of it at some point. Uh, I saw the Rapids were playing, you know, got to rep my Colorado hometown teams uh, and watched a couple minutes of it. Uh, that's about it. Uh, you know, I, I do have room in my heart for an MLS team. I am not like a huge, you know, soccer fan at this point. Uh, again, as I've said before, the only soccer I really watch is, is Holly Springs soccer. Um, and I'll watch some national team soccer too. But, uh, you know, I'm honestly a little bummed. I know for a while they're talking about how the team might be coming to Raleigh. And that would have been actually somewhat exciting. Uh, the teams in Charlotte, like, nah, I mean, that's cool, I guess. But it doesn't move the needle a whole lot for me. What does move the needle, though, is the logo. I think the logo is pretty baller uh, with the crown, uh, with, the, with the Panthers color scheme. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, uh, I think David Tepper has definitely come in as the – he's the owner of the Panthers, obviously, and then is starting the, the FC team. But I think he's come in and, and definitely has had a vision and has implemented that vision very quickly in Charlotte. And I think, unfortunately for us as people that live in the Raleigh Triangle area, like I wish we had an owner that could really bring that vision um, into place. Like I really was looking forward to a soccer team in Raleigh. Me and Coach Miller actually went when they tried to bring the MLS convoy down here and like, you know, bring them through Raleigh and show them they had like a kind of like a rally party and me and Miller went and it was really cool, really fun uh, environment, really cool experience. But unfortunately Charlotte, I feel like just has the the infrastructure and that vision to really make that, that MLS team uh, uh, thrive in that area. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, not really watching a lot of MLS. I've been watching a lot of EPL, but MLS, man, it's just, it's an awful game. I, I, I can't even put into words how awful it is to sit there for 90 minutes and watch what is going on. So I'm looking forward to some other sports coming uh, within the next couple of weeks. One brand of soccer I actually have been hearing good things about on Twitter is the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, who was actually the first professional sports league to start back up in the United States. Uh, they're wrapping up with their championship game on Sunday. Uh, between the Houston Dash and the Chicago Red Stars. Unfortunately, the North Carolina Courage, based right here in Cary, were unable to make it a three-peat as after a dominating pool play, they lost in their quarterfinal matchup. But I've heard good things about you know the quality of play uh, in that league so far. I know the Courage are always pretty dominant. Uh, speaking of women's sports, uh, the WNBA is starting up on Saturday, um, a little bit before a week before the NBA does. They're also much like the NBA doing a campus-like environment. I believe that's at IMG Academy in Florida. And I know a lot of the WNBA players, or not a lot, but there are some WNBA players, some prominent players that are sitting out the season to fight for social justice causes, uh, as well as some very prominent players that are sitting out for health-related re reasons uh, during the midst of the COVID scare. But I know that there should be some good basketball being played in the WNBA as well. So that's the two women's sports leagues coming back very strong amidst the pandemic. Uh, and at least so far seeming to do so in a pretty safe way uh, with the NWSL wrapping up and 
Yeah, speaking of which, tonight is opening night for baseball. By the time many of you hear this, uh, the Yankees and Nationals or the Dodgers and Giants have already played, and the other 26 teams open up on Friday, which I am very excited about. Uh, excited for the Rockies to come back. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of times this summer, you know, the summer after I graduated from college, when I had literally nothing else going on in my life, I'd watch the Rockies every night. So there's not a whole lot else in my plate right now, so I'm pretty excited just to kind of turn the Rockies on most nights. And I'm sure Claire is super excited for that three-hour uh, baseball in the background that's going to come up also. Dude, you, I mean, we both know that we're both baseball fans. You're, you're a Rockies fan. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm super excited. I'm not really thrilled about the 60-game schedule in like 66 days or whatever it is. I mean, it's insane how many games they're going to be playing um, in a short amount of time. But I'm super excited for baseball to get back. Like the Cubs are definitely my favorite team to watch and, and root for. You know, even though I'm a big state fan, like I love Chicago Cubs baseball. Um, just the idea of baseball in the summer, you know, hot dogs and a, you know, beverage, whatever. Like I miss that, that feeling, miss that, that environment. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, and hopefully maybe, you know, you guys won't knock us out of the wild card and, you know, not allow us to go to the playoffs. So maybe we'll meet in the playoffs this year. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that would be better odds. You know, they're talking about expanding the playoffs to I think like 16 teams for the season, which they actually have to decide on whether they're doing that by the first pitch tonight, that that seriously might actually happen. Uh, so I think the expanded 16 team playoffs is the only chance the Rockies would have at making the playoffs. Uh, they are not going to be great. Uh, and with the Dodgers in the division and a lot of road games in California, which the Rockies traditionally do just God awful in, uh, this might not necessarily be a season set up for success for us, but I'm still excited just to have it kind of daily coming back in my life. Well, the, the, the crazy thing about it is they, they showed like the odds for the teams on ESPN. I think yesterday that I saw it and even teams like the Dodgers who are favored to win the world series were only favored to win like 33 games. I mean, out of 60, they're, they're expected to go 33 and 27. Like that was the expected record for them. So like I, a lot of people, I guess, think that it's going to be very hard for teams to just dominate through in such a tight window. So I feel like you're going to see a lot of 500 teams. So the Rockies have a chance, man. They could be a 500 team and still make the playoffs. Yeah, all you got to do is go hot for two months, and that's certainly possible in baseball. But if there's like an over-under out there with the Dodgers – over under anywhere in the 30s uh, I might need to call up my non-existent bookie and kind of and, and get something on that so we'll see <laughs> uh I'm right there with you not only is baseball coming back tonight and this weekend the NBA is planning on coming back to all of our hearts next week um and that is going to transition into the NHL uh starting up in early August which I'm super excited about. You're not a big Hurricanes fan, but I am. Um, and then hopefully that will lead to possibly college sports coming back in some fashion. So what are your thoughts, just kind of wrapping up, you know, the return of sports? What are your thoughts about the remaining leagues coming back and how this might look over the next couple months? I'm definitely excited for the NBA, and that's also the sport that I think is, you know, best prepared uh, with their, you know, campus bubble environment to actually – successfully complete a season so i think that'll be very fun uh honestly at this point i'm not holding my breath on college sports i just i have a hard time seeing it happening uh this fall i was reading something this morning about how you know 
uh, New York has like a 14 day quarantine in effect. So if you travel from like any, from a bunch of different states uh, and those states include 11 of the 14 possible ACC opponents or Notre Dame, Syracuse might play this season. So like with travel advisories, uh, like New Mexico's state government has asked New Mexico and Mexico state to not play football this fall. Uh, it just seems like governments and college presidents might be uh, pulling the plug on college football pretty soon. Yeah, I, I think the the one reason why the MLS, the NBA, you know, NHL, I think the reason why those things, those returns to action are going to be a little bit more successful is because they're ending their seasons. They're not trying to implement an entire new season, and they have that bubble effect. I think baseball potentially is going to have issues, you know, through the season where because they're traveling from city to city, they're going to have issues. Um, and then obviously the NHL is doing a bubble uh, kind of theme as well. So I think the NHL has a good chance because they're going to be able to seclude everybody in a specific location. But like you said, I think college sports and the NFL, I think college and NFL um, is going to have some issues just because they're going to be having to figure out these logistical nightmares between, um, you know, traveling between states, traveling within the state. Like I think it's going to be a big issue that affects college sports in the NFL. Yeah, honestly, the NFL I'm not worried about. Like, they are going to play. Uh, the NFL is not one to care about what's best for anyone health-wise. Uh, they're just going to play. Like, there could be, like, a tornado going on in every city in the United States, and they would still find a way to play their games and make their money. Uh, the NFL not playing, I don't even think, is something that they're even thinking about at this point. Yeah, well, I, I definitely agree that the NFL will play games. But I think the NFL and college sports in the fall are going to have the biggest issues or hurdles to overcome. College football, you know, whatever sport you want to talk about with college. But really, I think they're going to have the, the hardest issues to face. But the NFL will somehow find a way. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I would never bet against the NFL uh, making their money. Now that we've talked a little bit about sports, we, we definitely want to transition into kind of a more fun, entertaining uh, segment, which will be our mailbag section coming up next after a word from our sponsor. Mookie's New York Deli is a newcomer to the Triangle food scene. They only opened a few weeks ago in Cary off Tryon, but we are long overdue for a good New York Deli. They're now open every day for lunch and dinner. They have all of your traditional deli favorites, and I really enjoyed the Reuben I got from there. I'm excited to try out some of the other items on their menu, including some fun new twists like a pastrami egg roll. Mookie's New York Deli. You don't know what you've been conditioning. That's a joke maybe three of you will get, but you all can get great food at Mookie's. Okay, so we have a lot of mailbag questions to get to today. Uh, we'll start with the first one from Annie in Apex. She asked, you know, I've been running through a lot of shows on Netflix and Hulu, and I'm looking for some kind of older shows, maybe from like the early 2000s to get into. Do you have any recommendations of some older shows for me to stream? you have any ideas for uh, there, I mean, there's some older shows that, you know, I, I think are, are really good. I, but problem is, it's like, what, what's older? Is that like, you know, two years ago, is that old enough? Or is it like 10 years ago? What, what, what constitutes as older? I think older would be something that maybe like the, our current high school kids aren't really super familiar with. So maybe like a show that you watched like back when you were in high school or middle school or something like that. Uh, there's a couple of good ones that come to mind. I think, uh, first off, um, if 
some of the kids may have watched it or have streamed it because they've heard good things about it. Lost was a good one for me. Um, that's something I watched in high school. Definitely recommend the first three seasons and maybe season six, but kind of disappear from four and five there. Um, another interesting show that I've actually really liked um, is called Fringe. I don't know if you've ever heard of that show. Um, it's kind of like uh, with uh, Charlie Conway and Pacey. Yes, yes. Uh, there, yes. Um, I don't know. Did you watch it or did you just know about it? No, I'm familiar from the commercials, and I, every time I'd go like, oh, look, it's Charlie. Okay, so for the listeners that don't know the commercial that, that Rhodes is referring to, um, Fringe is kind of like a sci-fi uh, show. J.J. Um, Abrams, I think, was like an executive producer and worked on the show, but they kind of bring in all these like really science fiction ideas, whether not like time travel, but just a lot of we- weird science stuff into it, and there's a lot of investigations going on with it, so kind of think like a updated version of like the x-files for like a younger generation Uh, but it's a really good show and i think that would constitute as older so lost and fringe for me would be some recommendations so i did i watched lost uh actually right after college i was working on my first job that's a show that i would watch while i was pretending to work at my at my desk as an auditor (laughs) um and I would actually disagree with you that you can skip stuff. I think that if you're going to watch Lost, you kind of have to watch every episode because even in those kind of some of those pre-final seasons, there's still some stuff that ties in together well towards the end. And I think some good character development stuff in there as well. Yeah, I, I, you definitely need to watch it from start to finish. I just think that I'm giving them a forewarning or foreshadowing that you're going to probably not like seasons four and five as much as you like seasons one and two. Probably three is in there, but season six, I think, wraps it up really well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though I watched it before, I don't think I'm going to be like Jack and say we have to go back and watch it again. That's probably not a, a rewatch show for me. What is a rewatch show for me, what me and Claire started watching a couple weeks ago, is Scrubs. Uh, I watched Scrubs kind of back when I was in college, and that's been actually a very fun rewatch. Uh, it doesn't necessarily hold up amazing in some aspects uh there are some jokes that you probably cannot make in 2020 that are made in the show then but it's a it's a good show it kind of has the comedy it pulls it you know the, the emotional heartstrings too so i think that's a, a good older show to watch uh and again i'd also add you know if you haven't seen like some of the classic cw shows like gossip girl and one tree hill those are some great uh some great classic shows to watch as well of course you would go back to your Gilmore Girls and One Tree Hill and any other thing that or Gossip Girl like you oh my gosh you're just this girl chick flick chick like teenage teenager I don't even know I don't even know what I'm saying anymore I'm just baffled at how much you like this stuff yes I I have the taste of a 17 year old girl that's been the case since I was a 17 year old guy (laughs) it hasn't changed in almost 17 years so we're good so our next mailbag question comes from a anonymous listener and i'm not sure why maybe it's because they're afraid of their breakfast choices but they ask what is the best type of egg or eggs for breakfast so growing up uh i was a big scrambled guy uh and even today i like making scrambled eggs like i sometimes make myself like omelet type things but they always end up kind of being scrambled eggs um one of the things i really dislike is undercooked eggs uh oftentimes when you go to restaurants and get like or kind of any buffet type thing which sadly doesn't exist anymore uh, and get scrambled eggs are always super undercooked so I'm, I'm not in favor of that but lately i've become a much bigger fan of like the 
either like semi-fried or like over medium type stuff there with the yolk and like just dipping like, you know, potatoes, hash browns, like anything else you have like toast, like in that and the yolk as it kind of runs over, that's, that's super good and hits the spot. So if I'd only pick like one type of egg to eat forever, it would be uh, scrambled. But my favorite right now, if I'm going out to breakfast would probably be like the, you know, the over medium type thing. Like within quarantine and like all the things that we've had to do cooking wise, you know, obviously you're not going out as much or originally we weren't. And I was doing a lot of breakfast. I think for me, like scrambled egg is always the go-to for me and has always been, but with quarantine and cooking, I think a good fried egg is just way more simple to crack the egg, heat it up, and then you're good. And then like you said, you can heat it up really well and fry it all the way, or you can leave it just enough yolky so that way it kind of you know drizzles out and just kind of goes onto those potatoes or whatever else you're cooking with or eating with. So I, I definitely kind of agree with you that I'm transitioning more to that fried egg. Yeah, uh, that was an excellent question from our listener today. <laughs> so, yes, yes, it was. That was embarrassing yes, to that much at. Uh, so our next question is also food related. And this question is actually sponsored by the Butcher's Market in Holly Springs. With two triangle locations in Holly Springs and Cary, the Butcher's Market is a great place to go for all of your meat related needs. And their question, as submitted to us via Twitter, is if you could only eat one animal's, like, byproduct for the rest of your life, what animal would it be? So, like, you know, chicken, cow, pig, what animal are you rolling with forever and ever? Ooh, that's, that's a toughie, man. Uh, I think for me, I'm going to go with chicken because I feel like I can have chicken multiple times of the day and be okay with it. But it's hard for me to, like, have a steak for dinner and then had like, you know, hamburgers for lunch. And so I just think that chicken would be probably my, my go-to answer on this one. Yeah. I think that's probably the safer um, bet. Uh, it, it's, it's a shame. I probably would rather say uh, cow because I think that's something that I would enjoy a little more, but like chicken's a lot more versatile. Uh, so I think you don't really have much choice with that. I think you kind of, it's versatile. It's a lot easier. So I'd probably have to say chicken as well. Yeah. You can do, you know, shredded chicken. You can do grilled chicken. You can do fried chicken. You can season it so much better. And that's the thing. I think you can play around with like the seasoning aspect of it. And that's what makes it versatile. Cause with a steak, like you don't really want to marinate or season a steak too much because then you're kind of losing out on that, that flavor inside. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and again, just even like the ease of having just like chicken tenders, like frozen chicken tenders, uh, it's like a, a pantry staple for me. Like there's no like great easy equivalent like that for, uh, for steak-ish based products. And talking about food, uh, our next question, um, I guess is a play on to what we've been talking about in previous uh, episodes with our restaurant week. So maybe this person maybe lives beside Weitzel or you know, takes Weitzel's advice on food choices. Um, but they ask, if you were going to open a restaurant, what type of restaurant restaurant would you open? It's a great question. So actually, when I was younger, like five, six years old, that's actually what I sort of like thought I was going to do. Like me and my grandpa, like we kind of joked about it all the time. And like, if I ever got a new idea for what I would want in my restaurant, I'd call him. Uh, he had a friend that owned a restaurant in Delaware. So I got to go back in the kitchen and hang out back there a little bit too. Uh, the, the old holiday house in Bethany Beach. Shout out to zero of our people who understand what that is. Um, 
but currently if I was going to open a restaurant, that's tough. Um, I think the restaurant I'd be probably most qualified to open would be a sports bar just so we can kind of put some sports bar related stuff in there as well. Uh, that's kind of a type of food that I think you can do a lot of stuff with. I think that one thing I'd actually want to do is I'd want to make a sports bar that Claire would want to go to. Um, that would be kind of make my life a lot easier. So kind of adding maybe, you know, more uh, vegetarian friendly food in my sports bar that might make it uh, a place that she'd be willing to go and hang out with me at. Okay. And obviously, of course, they'd have to have trivia. I'm, I'm a big fan of trivia at bars too. So that, that's a, that's a, that'd be a huge component of it as well. Well, I think between your, you know, seven to 10 or 10 to one in the morning baseball viewing, and then your four o'clock in the morning, Aussie football, I really feel like you're going to have to really have some vegetarian options to go into that sports bar because you're going to be watching way too much sports for her liking. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. If we hosted Aussie rules football viewing parties there at four in the morning. Oh, that's, that's a great idea. I'm a hundred percent on this now. Okay. All right. Well, I, I can't, uh, you know, deny the fact that I would love to have a sports bar. Uh, I think, um, you know, I've brewed beer with my, my family before done, done some home brews and just the idea of like brewing beer and like having a sports bar. Like, I think it would be really cool. Like a, maybe the size of my way is, is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, a little bit smaller, not like a, you know, Buffalo wild wing size, but kind of nice little my way. But if we're talking about just food, um, the thing that I've always talked about, I think we've talked about it before, uh, maybe not necessarily a brick and mortar restaurant, but a food truck. I would love to do a poutine food truck. And people are probably getting like not hearing me say that right. P-O-U-T-I-N-E, poutine, right? If you guys have an opportunity, look it up. Pretty much the basic ingredients for poutine is fries as your base with some cheese curds and some gravy. That, that's kind of the basic ingredient. And this is kind of like a Canadian dish. So me and Miller went up to Canada for the Women's World Cup uh, a few years back. And um, this was something that we got when we were there. And dude, like honestly, the different varieties that you can bring in, whether you do like a, you do like a chicken fajita style poutine, whatever, it doesn't really matter. As long as you got fries at the base and you top it with cheese curds and other stuff, you're good to go. And I think that would be an awesome food truck for, for people to enjoy, whether it's, you know, after an out, you know, night out on the town or just like kind of hanging out on a, on a weekend at a park or something. I think it'd be a great food truck. So I've been hearing about poutine for years and I'd be down to try that. The ingredients in it are not necessarily conducive to me liking it. Uh, not a big like cheese curds or gravy fan. Uh, I would try it though. Well, I, I think you have like the cheese curds are just kind of there to be like the protein. That That's the original reason. But if you wanted to like mix it up and do like a barbecue poutine, like I think you wouldn't necessarily taste the poutine or the, the cheese curds as much. Um, but obviously I think it's the gravy. Like how do you, you know, manipulate the gravy to really fit the profile of the food I think is the, you know, the hit or miss. Oh my God. Talking about flavor profiles. Um, that's, that, that's a lot. That's impressive. You just talked about, uh, how your poutine food truck would be a great late night option. Um, you know, I think one of our listeners, we actually got this email at 4.30 in the morning last night. I might've been up then. Uh, and they asked, 
you know, I'm standing here in front of the fridge. What's the base, the best late night snack option? So what is your, maybe not four 30 in the morning, but what's your late night snack go to? Uh, so I, I, I'll be honest, like I, I haven't really had this late night snack in, in quite some time. Um, I try not to have, honestly, I don't have anything at my house. I don't have any food in my pantry or in my fridge. So I must admit that I probably go out and eat a little bit more than I, I would like to admit or get takeout. But um, I, I will say that, and I'll give you a little story. Um, me and me and my roommate went to Chicago for a weekend uh, baseball trip. So we, we flew up to Chicago. I think it was like a Thursday that we, we flew in and we went to a couple Cubs games while we were there. And uh, he had never been to Chicago. I've been a few times, obviously, as a Cubs fan. So, you know, we, we went out, had, had a good time, enjoyed, you know, a night out around the town. No, no specifics there. But, you know, after we went out, we were like, all right, we're hungry we've got to uh we gotta get some food we were walking back from downtown chicago and uh we passed by a convenience store and my roommate's like i get i gotta get something to eat so he goes in the convenience store i'm like dude i'm, I'm going back because it's like a block back to the airbnb and uh he comes back and brings two bags of chips and i fell asleep i passed out but when i woke up at like six in the morning I look over, I'm like, okay, what, what bag of chips do we got here? And he had sour cream and onion ruffles, but he also had hot Cheetos. And I almost ate the entire bag of hot Cheetos when I woke up. Um, so if I had to pick a late night stack, snack, it would be hot Cheetos, hands down. Great, great midnight snack. Um, I love hot Cheetos. Um, I would say first that I now try not to eat late night food very often. I think mm -hmm. the late night food I eat the most often is a uh, can of pineapple. Uh, so that, to me, that's like I can kind of pretend there's some fringe health benefits there. Um, <laughs> but if we're talking like more of like a late night like meal type thing, um, I would say anything Mexican is kind of the, 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 the a great go-to, whether that's like, you know, an easy quesadilla, uh, like chips and salsa, or like back in my college days, like my late night food favorite was like nachos uh, from Cosmic. So anything like kind of Mexican, I think is just a great, great late night snack. So for talk about quesadillas, uh, you should do a pizza quesadilla. If you have a quesadilla maker, just put the tomato sauce on the, on the bottom and then sprinkle some cheese and pepperoni on there. And then use the quesadilla maker. Pizza quesadillas are so simple, but so tasty. It's like a, a, a DIY Hot Pocket. Exactly. And talking about DIY Hot Pocket, that transitions us into our next mailbag question, which is about our cooking corner. So a lot of people have been upset that we've been talking about restaurant week and we haven't really gotten to the, the cooking corner aspect. So is there anything that you've cooked recently that you would you know, love our listeners to, to know about? So I think kind of one of the, our big go-tos actually during the quarantine has been kind of like taco salad bowl type things. So this might have been like seven, eight years ago. My one ever like late night infomercial purchase has been like something called the perfect tortilla. Basically, it's like a little mold in the shape of a tortilla. You put it in the oven, they like end up getting like a hard taco shell out of it. Uh, and so we do that and just kind of put a bunch of like taco ingredients in there. Uh, you know, rice, lettuce, cheese, peppers and onions. Uh, I've been making some roasted sweet potatoes, uh, steak, uh, sweet potatoes, again, great vegetarian option, uh, and avocado, my new favorite food on top there as well. Uh, they've been super good. We're actually having that for dinner tonight. I'll make sure to send out a picture of it. 
so I really have been enjoying that a lot. Uh, it's not super difficult to make, uh, and it's, it's really good. And I think it's actually vaguely healthy too, so I'm pretty excited about that. That sounds delicious. You, you might need to shoot me the video of you making all this so I can replicate it uh, in, in my household. Um, just for me, obviously not for, for you, Claire, and Ruzar, but just for me, I would love to, to have this, this nice sounding meal. Um, but for, for me, I haven't really done a lot of, of cooking recently. I'll be, be honest. I kind of have gone away with that since, you know, the phase two part has allowed us to kind of go out and get some food from other places. But um, one thing that we did for July 4th, which I had never done before, um, was we did s'mores on the grill. And I've, you know, obviously done it with campfires and, you know, random um, uh, fires, you know, hanging out in the backyard, but I've never done it on the grill. And it was super simple. You, you put the tinfoil down, you get the graham crackers, uh, you get the, it's kind of, I guess it's like the grilling marshmallows. They're like super, they're like two by two marshmallow. I mean, they're freaking square pieces. I've never seen them before until we, we got them. Um, and you get the, obviously the pieces of chocolate and you got, you just wrap it in the tinfoil and you cook it for about five minutes and you have a awesome tasting s'more. So definitely something that if people wanted to try, I'm sure you could do it in, you know, an oven and bake it as well for five minutes. Um, but we did it at about 350, uh, heat. So that was kind of a cool little, you know, random dessert cooking corner option. If you would like it. That's a great dessert, a great summer dessert, uh, s'more, you know. Uh, I guess speaking of grill stuff, the only thing I've been grilling lately is I've been trying to grill some salmon lately. Uh, I was always like, for some reason, nervous to do that, but kind of made some last night with my own little, you know, pull together marinade, uh, which I made just randomly myself. I tried to mix a bunch of stuff together and it was edible. Uh, it wasn't like, a <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, it was solid. It wasn't like, again, I would, I, oh. I think I can improve it for next time. Uh, but I kind of like last minute, I went on like a super long walk. Uh, it's been 95 degrees. That's why I'm not going for a run. But I went like a nice like five mile walk around like a lake near my house uh, yesterday. I wanted to reward myself, got some salmon, and I kind of just wanted to do a quick marinade. And it was it was just kind of like dumped in like, you know, soy sauce, honey, brown sugar, mustard, garlic salt, and just kind of kept like fiddling with stuff and, and proportions until I thought it tasted pretty decent. And you know what? I, I did a solid job with it. I, I'm, I'm impressed with myself. Uh, so I'm happy that I'm kind of adding, you know, that to my repertoire. I'm I'm glad that you didn't just come out and say like, I made the best salmon ever. You were very honest and, and straightforward. And by saying it was edible, that like, that, that made it perfect. Like that's all I was looking for. Did, were you able to consume it, not get sick and be okay with what, what you came up with? So I'm, I'm very um, glad you you came out and you were giving us that honest feedback. Which yeah, it was it was a little better than edible. So edible is probably underselling it a little bit. Like it was it was solid. Again, not uh, not something that you would. Uh, I'm going to be serving my restaurant anytime soon. I'm going to have to perfect the the recipe before I get this. Uh, you know, for the sports bar. But uh, you know, it, it was solid. Well, talking about edible food, and, and this is probably a little bit more edible. Um, I actually went yesterday, and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to tie it in, right? Okay. Um, I actually went into, cause this is not me cooking, but talking about really good edible food. Uh, I went to the Mediterra grill right there near target. Um, I actually went by to maybe look at some knickknacks for the, the living room. Cause I'm kind of doing the remodel. Uh, but I went by and I got the chicken hashwi and that is just, I guess it's kind of like a grilled chicken, 
um, or grilled chicken meat, but it's in like a lemon zest kind of sauce. I don't know, but it really just tasted like grilled chicken to me, honestly. Um, but I had it with fava beans and fava beans were very good. Uh, and I'm telling you guys fava because I can't really explain it, but if you go and look up fava beans, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Um, and then it was like kind of like fava beans, the lovely Chianti. Oh, wow. You're going, uh, <laughs> silence of the lambs. I hope you, uh, I hope everyone listening was able to hear <laughs> that, that slithering sound. Oh, wow. You should definitely put that on the Twitter and, uh, Instagram, like a little clip of silence of the lambs now. Um, but yes, fava beans, not disgusting like silence of the lambs and probably not made with, you know, human parts, but, uh, I had fava beans as one of the sides. And then the other side was a, like a variation of a Greek salad. Um, pretty much it had like cucumber, green peppers and tomatoes with kind of like an oregano based sauce. And it was, it was really good. Um, super, super delicious. It was like $10. So reasonable price. And it's definitely something I would probably go back during, you know, when we're back in school, hopefully someday, uh, going off campus for lunch. Nice. That's, that's a great, great to try out more of the Holly Springs based restaurants. Uh, again, working my way slowly through that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we can keep trying those places out. So speaking of trying stuff out, um, if you've had a blank space in your heart since the last time Taylor Swift released some new music, well, uh, you are in luck as tonight at midnight, her new album drops. Um, I'm not necessarily the biggest Swifty in the world, uh, but apparently J. Cole released new music yesterday, which is not a thing that I know about. All I know about J. Cole is that he plays basketball at, uh, where does he play basketball again? Play uh, at, at the, the lifetime tennis. At the lifetime yeah, tennis. The NC State gym, yeah. Uh, and let, also that's pretty much all I know about J. Cole and that he's from Fayetteville and the people here love him. Uh, but uh, if there was going to be a new artist or an artist releasing new music, like who would you most want to kind of release a new music to help get you through the quarantine? Whew, that's tough. Uh, I, I'm sure we've mentioned it before on the podcast and I'll mention it again. Um, I'm not a, a person that remembers like lyrics to songs. Uh, so it's hard for me to, to really pinpoint a specific artist just because, you know, I don't sing along to a lot of songs cause I just don't remember the lyrics very well. Um, so it's about more about like the type of music and, um, is it like upbeat? Does it make me feel good? Does it make me like, I, I love to dance. We we talked about that before. I like to dance. So anything that's like kind of like pop or funk or, you know, R and B, like I can, I can deal with that as long as there's a good beat to it. Um, so going off of that, somebody that I think would be really cool to, to hear some, you know, new music from would be either Bruno or JT. I think those would be two guys that if they came out with a new album, they dropped it tonight. I think I'd be there. For me, um, I was lucky enough that Kesha released a new CD uh, earlier this year. But on, and honestly, it's like I just listened to her CDs over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so if she was going to release something new, like, I just, like, I, I just, I would love it. Uh, that's her stuff is the person's stuff I just most consistently love. So I know it's not happening. Obviously, she already released something, you know, four or five months ago. But new Kesha would 
that would be a huge plus for me. And I would, I would wear that out listening to it constantly. I've actually listened to a lot more music over the last couple of months than I think I've ever had before in my life. Uh, just a lot of times I'm just like sitting, doing stuff on the computer and just kind of listening to music while I'm, you know, here. Uh, Cause I don't really like background noise very much. And at school, if I'm like in my classroom, I can kind of like just close the door and have it be quiet. But like here in our apartment, like Claire's here doing stuff. I just like listening to music to kind of like, it helps me like gather my thoughts so I can think while I'm doing stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I like sometimes just having music on just to drown out other people or drown out other things going on and just kind of get me to focus on, but it's hard for me to multitask and sometimes music, you know, kind of interrupts that. But, um, you know, I was not shocked to hear about your 17 year old girl uh, infatuation with Kesha, but it's okay. It's all right. I, I do like Kesha. So that, that might be our, our one tie in to that. And another recent uh, announcement that was, you know, entertainment based was the fact that uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet has been delayed. So that's just kind of ties into our next question um, from one of our listeners that asked, what are some movies uh, that, you know, were supposed to be released and are continuously getting pushed back that you're looking forward to uh, watching in theaters, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later? Um, I don't really have a great answer <laughs> for this. Uh, I really had no idea what movies were supposed to be coming out, so I don't super know the answer to that at all. Uh, but I will just say, like, I like going to movies. Uh, I kind of miss doing that. It's just sometimes nice, like on an afternoon, especially during the summer sometimes, I would just kind of go in an afternoon and catch a little double feature, paying for both, of course, um, and just kind of spend like an afternoon in the movies. I, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy going to movies and seeing like two completely different movies uh, when I go there. Uh, I know one time I went, I saw uh, The Artist, like the silent film that won the Academy Award for Best Picture. And then yep. after I saw Project X, which is um, not a uh, good movie in any way. Uh, so it's just kind of fun just to kind of, you know, get somewhere else during the summer. And even now, like, it'd be fun to watch a movie in a different location than my couch. The, the movies definitely are, are a fun go-to, even like during the week, not, not even, you know, weekday, weekend, weeknight, doesn't really matter. Like, it's just a, a fun go-to easy date night or a fun, like you said, just to kind of like go through, watch a couple movies and, and be done for the day. But um, I definitely miss the opportunity to go to the movies. Um, sometimes I, I, I actually don't want anybody to get upset that is a listener, but you know, sometimes going to the, the theater in Holly Springs, like I, I see students and stuff. And sometimes I don't want to like, you know, interact if I'm going on a date night or, you know, hanging out with friends and family. Um, but I do miss it. And uh, unlike you, there are, there are some movies that I am looking forward to watching one day, hopefully in theaters um, Tenet was definitely one on my list that I was really looking forward to. I think Christopher Nolan is, um, if not the best, one of the best directors uh, of his generation. You know, every movie that he's come out with recently has really been uh, super, super good. I think uh, Interstellar was a really good one. Um, obviously, the the, di the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, when you think about uh, the war movie that he came out with Dunkirk, like he just comes out with really good movies. So Tenet is definitely one, but James Bond, James Bond is the movie that I am really looking forward to 
watching one day in the theater whenever possible. I think um, it's Daniel Craig's last turn as, as uh, James Bond. And it, I think he's the best James Bond that there's been. Um, I've seen some of the, the older movies. Uh, Sean Connery is definitely up there with him. But I think Daniel Craig's done a fantastic job in that role. So I'm looking forward to that, that movie one day. Um, I can't believe you left out two of the best Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, the Prestige. I love that movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, it kind of came out like in the, how, how Hollywood loves doing movies in pairs. Like The Prestige and The Illusionist about magicians kind of came out simultaneously. The Prestige mm-hmm. is a great movie. And then I think Inception just celebrated like its 10-year anniversary like earlier this week. Uh, those are two other great. But yeah, I agree. Uh, if it's a Christopher Nolan movie, I definitely would be down to see it because I really do like the stuff that he does. Oh, yeah. Inception. Inception's great. Prestige is one of those movies that a lot of people just don't really know about. And it's a little bit like one of his older movies. So I didn't want to throw that out there and people be confused. But The Prestige is definitely a psychological thriller that is, is really cool. It's really well done as well. We appreciate all the listeners and followers that definitely sent in mailbag questions. And please continue to do so, whether it's through Instagram or Twitter. Um, So we have some different topics to talk about that you guys want us to talk about. Uh, But coming up next, because we were planning on doing a game, but obviously that kind of went out the window once our uh, expected guest couldn't come on today. We're just going to transition straight into our draft for today. Coming up next after this commercial. South Park Village in Holly Springs is just the perfect shopping center. It is, of course, anchored by Harris Teeter. Want strip mall Chinese food? Check, because there is China Uno, voted best Chinese food in Holly Springs by our listeners. Want strip mall Mexican restaurant? Check, Fiesta is right there. You also have Tropical Smoothie Cafe and Firehouse right next to each other for those occasions when you need to wash down your meatball sub with a little sunrise sunset smoothie. And with Hickory Tavern and a DMV license plate office, you have a place to get a drink after any maddening DMV experience. It's the closest shopping center to Holly Springs High School, and it's the closest shopping center to my heart. South Park Village, we've got everything you need to make you smile, and even a dentist office to make your smile even better. So HGTV has built an entire empire of shows on people who just absolutely have to have an open concept floor plan for entertaining, who must be close to city center, or who can't fathom having a yard so small that it can be mowed in less than three and a half hours. Over the last four and a half months, we've seen how important it is to have certain features in our house or apartment and uh, how we wish there were some certain things about our place we might want to change. Well, today, we draft those most important parts of an apartment or house. Uh, Will, a homeowner with a different perspective than me, has the first pick. Uh, I've lived in an apartment for the past lot of years, so I'm curious to see how that impacts uh, what we draft today. Yes, I I think... It's going to be a very interesting draft board for me versus you. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the things that I'm remodeling or redoing um, around my house is because I focus on those things, whether I I use it more so than other things in the house or just like what's things that if you buy a house, what do you really want? And I'm interested to hear your picks as we go through the draft. But for me, the first thing that I'm going to talk about as the most important thing um, is a awesome master bathroom slash closet. 
I think it's something that oh, okay. Cause some people have their closet <laughs> like it kinda is part is connected to their bathroom. But fine. I'll do mas I'll do master closet. I won't even do master bathroom. Even though I've been remodeling my master bathroom to make it better and more usable for me and, and just a better bathroom. Um, it's a limited in size. It's very small. I think people will definitely want a master size closet. So having a lot of space to put clothes, whether you're hanging clothes, shoes, whatever you need to put in there, I think having a master closet and a lot of space to store things is definitely a, a must. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to let you pick the master uh, bathroom and closet combination, but closet's a good one. Uh, for my first pick, I almost wanted to kind of get super cute and just say location, location, location. That's not really a feature inside of a house, uh, so I'm going to pass on doing that. Um, when I, I would give you multiple locations, right? <laughs> when I mentioned that to Claire last night, she said, how can you possibly think that's important when you live in Cary? Personally, I love where we live, uh, but obviously she disagrees somewhat. Um, I would say to me, the first one, the most important thing to have is air conditioning. I can't imagine not living with air conditioning. My sister's had some apartments without air conditioning, which to me is just like, it's literal torture. Um, I don't necessarily want the air conditioning set at 70 degrees like Claire does all the time. But again, it's been over 90 every single day. I can't imagine not having AC. That sounds absolutely miserable. So the most important thing to have is air conditioning. Ooh, that's, that, I mean, that is, that's a solid pick. Uh, I think any house needs air conditioning. So uh, that, that was not the direction I thought you were going to go in. Uh, so, wow. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what's, what's your next pick? I'm, I'm interested to see how you go with this one. All right. So my next pick, there's a guy that I knew in college. We'll say he was a friend in college. We don't really keep in touch anymore, but, um, there's kind of a, a lot of stuff going around some of my college friend group chats because he, this past week just bought a $1.2 million house in Miami, uh, which is obviously he's not a high school teacher. Um, but anyway, uh, obviously we all had to look through a lot of pictures of the house. And the first thing I noticed in looking at his house is that his kitchen was literally smaller than the kitchen I currently have in my apartment. Like there was almost no counter space, no Island. It's just like, it seemed ridiculous. I can't imagine spending $1.2 million on a house and not being able to cook in your own kitchen. But I guess if you have that kind of money to burn, maybe you don't cook very often. But to me, like a must have is just like ample kitchen counter space or like a kitchen Island. So that that's like would be pretty important to me. It's having like a large enough kitchen to be functional. Okay, a large a large kitchen. Kitch, kitchen. You space. said kitchen cabinets and island. No, okay. I, I said I said counter space or island, not cabinets. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Uh, dude, honestly, I I think I, I think it's about preference, right? Like you definitely want space to be able to put away stuff, but I think you can be creative, especially if you don't. He might not even like cook that much or not even like entertain people that much. So he might not even need the, the kitchen space. But I do think that you need counter top space, like whether it's like a little bar island area, like you mentioned, you want to have stuff that you can put, you know, servable items onto. So I, I think that's a solid choice. I can tell from your reaction that was not on your draft board. Uh, well, I think the aesthetics of a kitchen, like the remodel I've done, I haven't put in like more counter space, but I like redid the colors in my kitchen or I, I painted the cabinets in my kitchen to like make the aesthetics look better because I think you can get away with a smaller kitchen as long as you kind of get creative. So that's the reason why it was not mine. Not that not having a good kitchen is not a good one, but 
to counter the kitchen argument, I think one thing you need in a house or with your house, because for me, I have a backyard. I think you need a grill, no matter what, what house you have. Because some apartments, you can't have a grill because you can't cook on your little you know, outdoor deck area because you, you don't want to catch the apartment building on fire. But as a house owner, you definitely have to have a grill. Yeah, I agree. And even like my apartment complex, they have like a lot of like community grills. I can't imagine not having that, like not having any grill access at all would be absolutely miserable. And that was definitely on my draft board too. I think that's gonna be one of my first purchases when we eventually get a house is, is a grill. Uh, that, that's a great pick. And my, my next pick is, it's kind of, it's more of like a convenience thing. But if you are an animal lover, especially a dog owner, having a fenced in backyard is such a get with a house and building your own fence is a pain in the so for all those people out there having a fenced in backyard is worth it um that was literally going to be my uh next pick i was literally is literally going to be a place for ruzar to play that that was my next pick is its most important part of it like oh, yeah. complex now has like a little dog park and he loves that uh so it's like our apartment complex is much more dog friendly than it is per, uh, human child friendly, actually. Uh, but yeah, like that's like having a place where Ruzar is sun outside, a fenced in backyard for him. That, that's a must have for, uh, for us getting a house someday. So that is, that's a great pick. Um, very good pick. So I, I figured because you're a dog owner that that was going to come off the board a lot sooner. So I'm glad I got to it. Um, I don't really want to pick outdoor space now because I feel like your fenced in backyard kind of covers outdoor space. Um, I might come to that a little later. Uh, but for me, my next one, I'm going to go, you know, something that like much like uh, my first pick air conditioning, uh, it's something that I just can't imagine not having. And that's, that's a dishwasher. Um, I don't want to have to hand wash all my dishes clean. A dishwasher to me is an absolute must have. Another solid choice because I, I'm the same way. Like I, I will hand wash a few items just because either that just, it's just more convenient to do it by hand, but having a dishwasher where you can store dirty stuff. So it kind of takes stuff off your counters and makes it look like you're not dirty. Like I am sometimes um, is it, always a plus. So dishwasher for sure. All right. My last pick yeah, I just really feel like if I say outdoor space, people are going to kind of say the same thing with like a fenced-in backyard for you. So I don't want to take that. Um, so also, on my draft board, I had not in Fuquay, so I'm, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> location. location, 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 man. Um, I want to go for my last one. I oh, this is an obvious one. Uh, that is, you have to have at least one bathroom per adult. Uh, so like, I know some people have like apartments, like multiple people in an apartment with one bathroom. I just like, can't imagine that. Like, you know, growing up in my house, we had four of us and like three bathrooms, you know, currently for just me and Claire, we have two bathrooms. Uh, you gotta have at least like, you know, you have to have enough bathrooms in the house for the people that are there. Uh, so I two, can't two bathroom minimum. Yeah, absolutely. And like, if you have four people in the house, I think you gotta have at least like three people. Like at least one bathroom per adult and like a shared one per kid, just because as in like, I wouldn't want to share a bathroom with, like a, with a child right now. And I also don't want to, I just think you need to have enough bathrooms. Uh, I'm interested to see how you put that on Twitter. Uh, enough bathrooms to <laughs> be civilized, but that's another good one. Like I, I agree. Um, even in 
my house, I have three bedrooms, two baths. And, you know, having that second bathroom definitely makes a big difference. Not having to share space with people all the time is, is always a plus. I, in college, I lived in a house in college, my junior year, that was like 800 square feet. And it was supposed to be just me and another guy. And it ended up being two other guys. So four of us living in an 800 square foot house with one bathroom. It was freaking miserable. So I completely am on board with your, your answer. That sounds horrible. That sounds like yeah, it was, not it was awful. It was, it was dirt cheap because it ended up going from being like $450 a month for me and the guy that I was living with originally to like being like 250 bucks a month. So like we saved so much money, but it was just miserable. It was the worst decision I made in college. And I made a lot of bad decisions, but that was probably the worst one. So this is my last pick and I don't, I'm not sure what to, okay. You, you went with air conditioning. I'm going to go with an option that I think you're going to have to to have. And that's internet. You, you, if you live in a house and apartment, you're not going to be able to function without air conditioning. And you're definitely not going to be able to function without some sort of internet option. All right. I don't know if that's like necessarily a feature of a home. Like you can always add air, condi- air conditioning is not a feature of a home. What? Like I, I, you can add air conditioning just like you can add Wi-Fi. All right. That's, that's fair. If I, you want me to go in a different direction, I will. No, if you want to put internet, that's, but like, you know, when you, when you go to buy a house, they'll say like this house has central air conditioning. They won't say, Oh yeah, this house, you can get Wi-Fi here. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. I'll, I'll change, I'll change the pick because you're right. It's not part of the house when you buy it. Um, so I, I will go with, uh, because when you buy a house, sometimes it doesn't have a, uh, washer dryer a- as well. So like, you can't just assume you're going to buy a house with that. So I won't pick that either because sometimes you might have to add that as an appliance. No, I think that's fine. That that's like dishwasher. Like you can add that. That's like a, a major home appliance is different than like internet. Like it, okay. it, houses will say, or like apartments will say that they come with that. I think that's, that, that's a reasonable. But what, what I'm, what I'm saying is like, I was going to go with that, but sometimes you oh. buy a house and it won't you. have a washer dryer. Like that's for me, I had to buy my, my house didn't come furnished or come with the fridge or the washer dryer. Like I had to buy that appliance. So something that I really, really appreciate about the house that I bought is the fact that it had a garage. I think something you have to have as a homeowner just to make life so much easier for you is a garage, whether it's for parking vehicles, whether it's for storing, you know, a lawnmower, it doesn't really matter. Or if it's just a hangout area, having a garage is definitely a must. Yeah. I put that on there too. A garage is great for storing stuff, but honestly for me, like covered parking is a must. Um, like, yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I agree. Like I don't want to leave my car in the elements. I realize I'm not in Colorado where I grew up and there's snow, but like getting into a car that's a hundred million degrees is, is death. Uh, I love a car that's like, it's so much better. It makes it so much more manageable to get in the car that's shady. And again, we're teachers. So like sometimes we leave our house at you earlier than me, but still early in the morning. And in the winter, I don't necessarily want to be climbing into a freezing cold car either. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like the garage that I have is technically it's like a two car garage, but it's 
that's if you have the two smallest vehicles on earth, like two Mini Coopers, and you can park them side by side. But there's enough space to park one car and then have some storage on the other side of the garage. So I've never really used it for that purpose. I've used it for more of like a hangout area and storage. And then I still park my car outside. But having a garage just gives you so many more options. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, definitely make sure you let us know. Uh, on Twitter at marketing underscore HSHS, who had the best uh, drafted things to have in an apartment or house. We'll see if your homeowner advantage uh, shines through with this. Uh, and again, I'll definitely be posting some pictures on Instagram of the, uh, of the taco bowl that I mentioned earlier in the, uh, in the cooking corner. Yeah, definitely. That draft went exactly how I thought it was. A lot of me with homeowner things and then you with more of your apartment experience I, I feel like it, it went exactly how I thought it was going to go so I'm interested to see which way people uh you know start or uh go in terms of direction with whether it's roads or me um but I also have a picture of the meta terra uh dinner that I had last night so I will keep that to you Rose, so you can share on twitter and instagram with people that have not eaten there um but Appreciate you guys listening to us. Sorry it had to be another hour and 15-minute episode with just me and Rhodes. Hopefully next week we can fix that. So have a good weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.